Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Hey there, business animals. It's Kim with Be More Business. And Kara with Fast Horse Photography. Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm doing good, Kara. How are you? I hear you're having storms today. We are. We're in this weird monsoon season here in Florida where I've had to (laughs) reschedule photo shoots. And I looked at my calendar today because I'm supposed to have one this afternoon. This sweet girl, we're doing an equestrian senior portrait session. And I look at my calendar. I'm like, okay, I don't think this weather's lightening up. It's just raining nonstop. And even if it stops raining, we're going to be standing in mud. So it's like, do we want to do the shoot or not? So we looked at the calendar or the weather report like the 10 day forecast and it's like the same forecast for the next 10 days plus it's like 80 90 percent of thunderstorms every day so florida is getting some rain right now and it's just do everything in the rain season for us so what about you guys (laughs) well our weather has been pretty dry although we did have some crazy rain two days ago and then of course yesterday the guys that are putting in our fiber internet which i cannot tell you how excited i am show up here and i can't wait to be able to actually see your face when we record together because your internet's actually working i know it and and it's just going to be so much fun believe me the xbox and implications alone are just like tantalizing for me. (laughs) I can't wait to be able to like up my DPS because I have good internet. All that aside, so these two very nice young men show up at our gate and they need to be able to get to a light pole on our ranch. And he's Mm -hmm. like, how do I get there? Because it's kind of in the middle of the ranch. And I'm like, well, you have to go down this really funky path and over two ditches. And I'm afraid you're going to get stuck in the second ditch. So if you're going to do it, do it quick, because I'm leaving to go to Kansas City, and you're going to need somebody I asked them, you know, I said, does either one of you know how to drive a tractor? And (laughs) the one guy said, I drove a tractor in Ukraine, he was from Ukraine. And I'm like, well, I'm sure it's the same thing. And I went to show him where the tractor key was. And he looked completely distraught. And I'm like, why don't you guys hurry up? So if you need to get pulled out, I can go pull you out. But all worked well. I can't believe you were going to loan your tractor to strangers. (laughs) (laughs) I've done worse things to it. Uh, Yeah, I guess. (laughs) And I'm desperate for internet. Really, truthfully, I would sacrifice the tractor for good internet. (laughs) Wow. That says something, honestly. That says something. (laughs) Well, at any rate, the way he looked at the tractor told me that he was not interested in driving the tractor. So Mm -mm. at any rate... They did get whatever they needed to get done and told me within the next two to three weeks, we should be getting our home installation of fiber internet. And then he told me it was going to be a thousand, whatever it is. Ours is currently seven, not with zeros on it. Our download speed is seven and we're going to go to a thousand. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) I know it. I mean, I don't know what that's going to mean, but that sounds amazing. Just in terms of how it affects my life, your internet in Missouri affects my life in Florida. 
is I'm yeah. s- just so excited to be able to record without, hopefully without the delays between our voices and to actually be able to see you. Now you're not just a black screen or a blur or a frozen funny face. Yep. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. It's going to be like a whole new life. <laughs> It will. It will. So speaking of a whole new life, we have a really interesting topic for this episode. The title is, Could Somebody Else Run Your Business in Case of an Emergency? And I guess that floats back to, could somebody else drive a tractor in case of an emergency like the internet needs to get installed? I guess not in your case. (laughs) (laughs) I guess not. Well, it just goes to show you, it truly is a millennial anti-theft device, the whole stick shift thing, because all the tractors are manual (laughs) transmissions. (laughs) So... It's just, it is what it is. Okay, so I know some millennial who listens to this is going to go, I can drive a stick shift. Yes, I know. I see you farmer girls out there who know how to do it. But I'm telling you, like the average person wandering around these days doesn't know how to drive a stick shift. Yeah, anyway, but they know that. They know so, that. They got your joke. Yes. Okay, so... What happens if something does happen to you or if there is an emergency? What would happen in your business? Would things carry on? I laughed because when we're prepping for this episode, Kara is like, I have a clause in my contract that says if something happens to me, you can't get your photos from my husband. (laughs) Yeah, he's never going to find, he's never going to figure out where your photos are, how to find them. That was such a funny conversation too, because I remember saying to you, I mean, I get the topic, but how does this topic resonate with like the solopreneur, the single person that's out there running their business? And you said to me, well, if you had a plan on how someone could run your business, he could find another photographer to do that for you. And it was like, why am I the dumbest person on earth sometimes? You know, it was like one of those things where I was like, (laughs) bing, light bulb, like, Of course, that totally makes sense. Like just because I have a specialty and just because other animal-based business owners out there have specialties and maybe there's not somebody in their household or they don't have someone working for them, it doesn't mean that there's not other people out there that are capable that if you hand them the SOP, they could jump on it, you know, and at least muddle through and finish your current clients and uphold your obligations for you at a minimum. You know, so I thought that was such a funny conversation. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, if you don't have some type of a plan around this, because I don't know about you, but I have created my own filing system Mm -hmm. and it makes only sense to me (laughs) without any kind of a like key to understand Mm -hmm. what my filing system is. People would come in here and go, I can't find anything. And as a typical photographer and person who works on websites and writes a lot, I literally have terabyte after terabyte after terabyte of information Mm -hmm. that is scattered across hard drives and soon to be scattered across a cloud because I'll be able to back up to the cloud with my fancy new internet. I mean, I have so much data that you have to go through and it's organized 
in Kim's organizational fashion, which if you know me at all, should tell you that no other human is probably going to be able to figure that out because whatever (laughs) happened in my world's a little bit off. The thing is, is that as solopreneurs or as small business owners, there are things that happen, right? If you just get in a minor accident and you're in the hospital for a week, let's say, or if you have an emergency where you've got to be present for your family, is there a possibility that your business could be run by someone else. And I say the possibility is absolutely, if you take a little bit of time now and get prepared for that moment, which is what our big three is all around for this episode. Kara, you want to tell us about the big three? Yeah, we have, I almost said we have three items on our big three list, but that seems a little repetitive. So (laughs) our big, (laughs) we haven't recorded in like a whole week. (laughs) We're very rusty. Um, So, okay. (laughs) So the first of the big three is simply make an emergency plan. And of course, we'll go into detail about some steps you can take to do that and some kind of best scenario situations. The second one is document your critical procedures. Those are, you know, your processes that you use that are just essential to how you run your business. And the last of those three is to start delegating tasks now. Don't wait until you're in the hospital or until you've got the emergency situation that's currently happening. So the first one, make an emergency plan. Really, that one comes down to sitting down and outlining all of the steps that need to be taken in certain scenarios. So if I'm in the hospital or I don't know, if I'm not able to be reached, if there's some kind of, I'm just trying to think of the emergency situations that might happen in my life. But if there's some kind of situation that happens that's a stop business for me personally, how do I handle that? I mean, here in Florida, we have hurricanes that come up, for example, and they have shut me down for at least a week at a time. It means I have to go through the process of rescheduling clients, moving clients, canceling, making the decision, do we go forward with certain things? And it's important for me as a Florida resident, as someone who lives in a hurricane zone, for example, to know that, okay, it's that time of year. I need to be having these conversations with my clients about what's going to happen in those situations. So having a plan in place that I utilize every single time makes that a lot easier for me. So that's kind of a simplified version of that. What do you think about that, Kim? I love that. And I think the implications of this episode go so far beyond like that scenario where you have a car accident and you're in the hospital for a week Mm -hmm. and maybe you're nonverbal for a little while and your poor husband is getting inundated with a thousand phone calls about where is this and where is that? (laughs) Where are my pictures? I can tell you how this sometimes happens for me in a completely innocent scenario. You and I and Phyllis are off photographing in the wild wilds of Wyoming or Montana where there is no service (laughs) and where no one can get a hold of us. And people somehow find my son is very good at not giving his information out, but occasionally it leaks into the public. And so somebody will like try to get in touch with me or him to find a photo that they need for a project that is like all of a sudden got this emergency deadline (laughs) 
that, that is in the middle of one of our trips. I mean, that's a completely innocuous scenario where there needs to be an emergency plan in place. Like what happens in that case and how do you get a hold of that? Now, for me personally, what I have tried to do is empower my clients as much as I can by giving them online logins to access their information so that I am not the only point of contact that they have some due responsibility in taking care of their own business and their own data that I have design control or photography with. I will tell you that I didn't always have that in my business and it was a Mm -hmm. big problem because that scenario I just said happened more than once and I would come home to very angry clients about I couldn't get a hold of this. I didn't know where you were. I didn't know if you fell off the face of the earth. I'm like, well, technically I kind of did. I was where there was literally no signal. It wasn't that I was ignoring you. So Having that emergency plan put in place, knowing how you're going to handle like various situations, whether it's the client-based, I need it now emergency, or whether it's the, oh my God, a hurricane hit our house emergency kind of a situation. I think looking through and thinking through all of those possible scenarios, and then having at least some type of plan around how are you going to handle different pieces of things. And I think also in this emergency plan, if you haven't done this kind of thinking around things, especially in our very technological data-driven age, you may not know exactly like what would happen if a hurricane hit your house? Is everything in the cloud? Do you have a good backup system? Right. And I think we talked about this on another episode, but all of that's really important. And on the flip side of that, another thing for all of you guys who work directly with animals, it's always a good idea to have a good emergency preparedness system for how to evacuate your barn. And something that you don't have to be there to run because you may not be home when the hurricane hits or when the tornado warning happens or when there's, I know my friends in Colorado, there's always fire season and they have to evacuate the barn. And if you don't have a plan in place that can be executed without you, that's a dangerous situation. So whatever you need to do, get that plan put together Think about the possible scenarios, the easy ones and the not so easy ones to think about and put together systems that will support all of those things coming out with a positive outcome in the end. It's just, I don't know, now you've got me thinking about like so many scenarios right now, but I think that's such a great example. And a lot of people in the ag industry do have people that they're working with on a regular basis that could easily be cross-trained for those things. And I think about us at Cowgirls with Cameras and how we have travel issues sometimes where the three of us will be headed somewhere and one of us will be delayed, have an injury. Like last year we had a, you know, you got sick. We had an issue where you couldn't make it to part of an event. And if we weren't cross-trained on how to run an event together and know how to pick up for each other, you know, that could be such a problem. So it's really one of those things that I think can span And I don't think a lot of small business owners take the time to do this part 
until the season is upon them or until the crisis is upon them. And then they say, well, this just happened. Obviously, we need to get our shit together and we need to spend some time figuring out if this ever (laughs) happens again, how we're going to do it. So, Absolutely. And you bring up a good point with Cowgirls with Cameras because just this last trip that was Phyllis and Mm -hmm. I for Art of the Cowgirl, I missed my first flight. And the only way I could get back out to Billings was to take a later flight. And that later flight ended up coming in after the first evening's activities were over. The problem that we had is that I was the person who was carrying the important documents for Mm -hmm. model releases. And although it ended up being something that we were able to fix, it's always harder to go back and get the model releases after the fact. But the truth is, is that when we go to events, all three of us need to carry the model releases with us so that in case somebody is not able to get there because airlines are not staffed appropriately, which is what happened to me, it's just they're understaffed. And yeah, so it's just an important thing to think about. How can you create, and I think this is an important piece and it's going to carry through the rest of this conversation, how can you create redundancy Mm -hmm. in the way that you support things? Because when you have redundant systems, then somebody else can step into the place of. So that's the big point here with number one, is start thinking about those things going around the corners. Now, number two, which I think this goes right into, is to start to document the critical procedures. And there's a great book that I read many years ago when I very first started my second business and decided to do it better than the first business. And that's the E-Myth. And you actually don't want to read the E-Myth. You want the E-Myth Revisited. And it's by Michael Gerber, G-E-R-B-E-R. I hope I'm saying that right. But in this book, there are a couple of really important points that he makes. The first one being about the fact that entrepreneurs many times come into their business as technicians, which means they know how to work in their business and not on their business. And I think we talk a lot about that in this Mm -hmm. podcast about working on your business and not just in your business. And this is one of those episodes where this is working on your business, folks. This is important work because it is working on your business. So that's one point. The second point he makes in this book is that in order for you to, you want to be able to replicate your business and you want to be able to replicate it without you. So the eventual goal of an entrepreneur, which I know a lot of people don't want to actually reach, is to be able to turn your business over to other people and you garner the profit while your feet are up in the Caribbean somewhere and other people are running your business, okay? (laughs) Which would be nice, but there's some of us who are very, like, this is what we love to do. And to be honest, yes, I would invite a day in the Caribbean, but I can guarantee you I would want to edit photos that night or shoot while I was there. So, or do any of the multitude of other things. I would be gestalting people while I was there too. So so I'm, I'm intrinsically and tied to my business. Please do not let that get in the way of the fact that there's still some good advice in creating the way that we do it here. 
and a manual, a written set of instructions that is the way we do it here. Not only does this make it so that your business is able to be stepped into by somebody else in case of an emergency or in case you really do want to be the person who's got their feet up in the Caribbean, not worrying about what's going on back at home in your business. That's one. But two, it also makes you more consistent, which is Mm -hmm. more comforting to your clients. It becomes easier to market things. And although I tend to buck the system a lot in my day-to-day life, because I don't like those restrictions, I do have to say there's a certain warm blanket comfort about having a system put together that is reliable and you know you can depend on. And I think a lot of times, you know, as small business owners, like we know our system and we know what we do every day. And we have it in our head, this step-by-step process that we want to put every client through or just how we want to run our businesses in general. But at this step, it's really where it's your job to sit down and document. It's your job to really think about the procedures that you do on a regular basis, on a daily basis, and write those down in a detailed way that anyone can step in and read that and say, okay, so this is how they work with each of their clients and really have that documented. And that needs to be in terms of all aspects of your business. So not just your client work, but like, how do you access certain things? How do you get into the systems that you need to get into? Where are these things located? So this includes everything from like your daily tasks, even to your longer term processes, your longer term strategies. And take Take the time to sit down, clearly outline all of those steps involved. What are the responsibilities that are included in that? And is there any relevant information that maybe is something that is just historically known but not documented that needs to be written down somewhere and documented as part of that? I would even say take the time to create. I mean, if you're working at any business, typically they have a standard operating procedures document. Even take the time to put it in a binder, put it somewhere that's accessible where If there is an emergency, you can grab it on the way out the door, or it could be if someone is coming into your office and you're in the hospital, they can find the binder and get to work. So having that, taking the time to document is the really the key piece of that. And this is a good place, I think, to talk about how fortunate we are to actually have technology that can help us in so many ways with this process and automation to really set up automation that can continue to work while you aren't available, even something as simple as autoresponders, you know, when you're not in office, like letting people know that you're out of office and how they can contact you or when they'll be contacted again. So really taking the time to kind of leverage our accessible technology to make our processes as easy and as streamlined as possible and accessible to other people. Even using project management tools, like I think about cloud-based stuff like Google Drive and having important people have access to those, like just turning on the features so that they can have access to it. If you're not available, they can go in and search for those documents. Putting your standard operating procedures in a cloud-based server that people can access if they need to. 
This is also a great way to kind of track your tasks that you do on a regular basis, manage your workflows, house important documents. And once again, going back to that automation piece, you know, we have talked about automation on this podcast probably 900 times, I feel like we're always talking about automation, but setting up automation (laughs) in advance that can do those repetitive tasks that you do over and over and over again, having that set up for you is one less thing that you have to worry about when suddenly you're not able to work in your business. Absolutely. All of that and reiterate the fact that this is a great time for those of you who want to figure out that is this the time that I could hire somebody to start working in my business? This is a great way Mm -hmm. to look at what is it that that person could do? What could you offload off of your plate because you can document it and it's repetitive? What can you offload to another human being? What can you offload to a technology or a process? And also what is really inefficient in your business? What are you doing that you could be doing better? or differently, that would make it a whole lot easier. So back to that KISS principle of can you keep it stupid simple? In many ways, I don't know about you, Kara, but in my own business, I catch myself all the time doing things in a really convoluted way. And it's like, seriously, there's so much better of a shortcut right here. So just this whole process in and of itself is a really good business building process. And I realize as you're listening to this, it is summer and all of you are out and about and working with animals and really in the heat of what is probably most your most busy seasons for almost all of our clients who listen to this program. But save this in the back of your mind if you can't do it now. Slate it for one of those snowy nights in the winter when nobody's bothering you and it's a good time for you to take a good stock of how you do things in your business. Think about sales and service, like how do you sell things? What is the process? What do people need to go through? How do you service your clients? What do you have? What is the flow through your business? Where can you improve it? Where is it repetitive? And if it's repetitive, how could you automate it? Or how could you hand it off? How can you get it off of your plate so you're free to do the more important tasks in your business or the things that you most love in your business. And you can't set it and forget it. You have to set it, do all the work, and then you've got to check in on it as well. So you've got to come back. Yeah. Maybe you set it on your calendar for once a year. You go back and look at your processes and you make sure that nothing has changed important passwords haven't changed, important policies haven't changed that you need to update all of those processes as well. And I love how you mentioned like sometimes this process is so important for us and it really streamlines and cleans up. And just yesterday I was doing something and I was like, why haven't I automated this yet? (laughs) Like, why am I still doing this (laughs) manually every single time? So yeah, I definitely feel that. So Yeah. And do we want to move into number three? Or I feel like we've kind of already moved ourselves in there. Yeah, I think we're good to move into number three, because I think everybody by this point should start to see the merit in Mm -hmm. offloading some of this stuff and offloading it, you guys, not just in the responsibility of your day to day. But I'm going to tell you, if you're off on vacation, 
you don't want to be worried about how your business is running back home. If you're in the hospital or you're injured or hurt or something traumatic has happened in your life, like God forbid, a loss of some kind, you don't want to have to worry about these things. You do not want to have to be in the midst of it. So it's a really good time for you to start thinking, how can I offload some of this pressure that is on me to, like I said, either automation or other people. And that's where we got to start delegating the things that can be delegated as soon as possible. Yeah. And just looking for those areas, you know, where can I bring in somebody that can handle this? Because those are going to be the people that maybe they're not employees, maybe they're virtual assistants, or maybe they're people that you brought in to do certain tasks. Just having those things still running while you're dealing with your emergency situation can just be such a pressure off the chest knowing that things are still happening and knowing that there is someone there that is handling part of your business. And maybe if they need to, they can step into your operating procedures and pick up some of those other areas when needed because you've already done the work to establish and develop those relationships. And then the last piece that we have, which we've mentioned briefly, is talking about the cross-training side of things. And we tend to put ourselves into roles sometimes. You know, the three of us with Cowgirls with Cameras, we all work together. We can all do things that the other one can do, but there are certain tasks that maybe just I handle or just Kim handles or just Phyllis handles. And the cross-training piece of that, even if it's not something that we ask each other to do all of the time, but knowing that this is how you can find the step-by-step process to handle this if I'm not available or you're not available is such a big piece of it. So if you are at a barn and you've got folks that come out and do stall cleaning or horse training and that are working at that barn, making sure that they know how to feed as well if needed every single day or how turnout is supposed to happen every single day. Just knowing in general how that can happen if an emergency comes up could be really huge, that cross-training piece. Absolutely. I need to take that more seriously. Mm -hmm. We all do. All of this stuff is things that you know, you can look at it and go, okay, that's really easy to put off to tomorrow because it's uh-huh. not an emergency today. But it's so important. And and I encourage you to pick at this however you will. Schedule a day to sit and do it with the rescheduling every year. If you can't do it all in one bite, get an outline put together or a thing of to-do list and start chunking them off one at a time. However, it can be best for you to get this done. It just is a really good idea and you will thank yourself later for taking the time to do it in multiple payoffs. And just to remind you, those payoffs are you're going to find redundant systems that are going to be able to support you so you can be more comfortable when you aren't present in your business. You're going to look for repetitive things that you can offload either to automation or to another individual. You're going to have peace of mind because you're going to know these things are set in place. You're going to have looked at different scenarios. If you want to sell your business later on, you're going to have a very well-documented situation where you might be able to pass that business off onto somebody else with ease. It's just so important all of the way around. Yeah. And I think the one thing that I would add too is for those business owners out there that have brought in people to do certain elements, you can't forget 
to include them in this process because there are going to be things that they do as part of their job that you may not even realize they're doing on a regular basis that you won't know how to handle if you lose them. You know, if they can't work for you anymore or they have to be out for an emergency. So it's taking the time when you're creating these procedures to pull them in and really use them for the valuable input and insight into the tasks that they perform regularly. Get their expertise and document the ways that they do things most efficiently and effectively to really carry out their tasks. So don't forget that it's not just you as the business owner doing this. If you have people that you have brought in to do certain tasks and you've maybe had your hand out of that for a little while, you need to make sure that you include them in that process because they may have a process and a system that you're not aware of or doing things that you're not aware of that you need to make sure that you know what's happening, but also that you can then replicate that if you need to. Yeah, I think we've covered this pretty well today. I do too. And I'm going to go work on my emergency preparedness plan for my business. (laughs) As the monsoons rain around me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you everyone for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we hope that at least you're thinking about the things that you do on a regular basis. And you had that same aha moment that I did where you thought, well, you know, who is going to step in and run my business and keep my clients happy if something were to happen to me? I don't know. I need to figure that out. So if you're having those same thoughts, we hope that this gives you at least a place to start. So thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to let us know that you are listening and that you enjoyed the episode by leaving a review wherever you choose to listen and find us online at The Business Animal. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.